Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to If Plants Could Talk. This is Garrett. I'm your host. This conversation took place on November 28th, 2022, with my very special guest, Loki Plants, also known as Tony. Tony joined me virtually today from one of his Trichocereus gardens in the Austin, Texas area. He has multiple. He, for the most part, cultivates Trichocereus, but has a background in tropicals and houseplants as well. He's a lover of all plants. Unfortunately, we had some connection problems on my end, I believe. Uh, I'm now in a very rural area and feeding off of my off the main house's Wi-Fi. So I've got some kinks to work out. Hopefully, I'm able to make this as seamless as possible. But just so you know, we did kind of have to jump back into conversation after having connection issues. So there's that. And Tony joined me for the second time today. Actually, we had recorded in my old space virtually, and unfortunately, my microphone wasn't turned on, so it wasn't turned on properly, so you could hear him, but you couldn't hear me, so he's very gracious in joining me again today, and I'm really grateful that we got to have this conversation. It was a very healing conversation for me, and uh, he showed a lot of vulnerability talking about some of the struggles that he's faced over the years and how plants have helped him. And we talked about plant medicine, mental health. Tony sells plants under the name Lowkey Plants. You can find him at lowkeyplants.com or on Plantly. Uh, Lowkey Plants is on Plantly. So make sure to check out his shop. I will plug links to all of his stuff in the description of this episode. If you want to take a moment to tell you guys about my sponsors, if you scroll down into the description of this episode, you will find links to Mez Cala Nursery, located in Long Beach, California. Green Touch Nursery, located in Bellflower, California. Big shout out to Plantly.io. You can type in Plantly.io into your web browser or download the free Plantly app on Android or iOS. If you are interested in becoming a vendor like me and Loki Plants, I have provided a link for you to do so down there in the description. Scroll down, click the link, become a vendor, sell for Plantly. The Real Mushrooms is a mushroom supplement company offering hot water extracts in both powder and capsule form. There are articles, there are links to articles down in the description of this episode. If you're interested in learning more about all the amazing health benefits of these mushrooms, you can use my link or type in if plants could talk at checkout and get 10% off all future orders. All right, here is Tony. Loki plants. Welcome back. What's up? <laughs> Garrett, how's it going? I'm well. The listeners don't know that we're here again, but we are because we had some sound issues with the first go, but I'm grateful to have you back and uh, grateful to have you in the first place. Thank you. And thanks for uh, offering to, to run it back. I, you know, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. It's one of the things that I'm trying to work on about myself. And uh, I think, you know, it, it catered to my perfectionist side to be able to do a second go for the first time. Hey, I feel that it's a rare occasion too. I there I was a guest on a show one time and I really wish still to this day I would have redone it. So totally get it, man. Uh, who's that with you? I have my friend Frank. These Wrong. are uh, full-time, yeah, Ronk, with a C, and Greenhouse Groundskeeper. Nice, man. Yeah. yeah. So, where in the world are you located, for my listeners? Uh, I'm in Austin, Texas. And this is... A new location, by the way. I wanted to call that out. How is the new spot? Dude, it's gorgeous, man. I'm a little worried about our connection. I keep getting little breaks, but nothing nothing devastating yet. So we're okay. Um, but I love it. I mean, I'm surrounded by nature. It's very nice. It's totally different than where I was before in the city with very close neighbors. There's no one nearby. And uh, man, it's cool, man. I really I feel very grounded. Nice. Nice. So a big change. Huge change. Yeah. 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 Is it, is it different uh, ge geographically for the plants? It is. I'm not sure what the zone number is. I was in nine, 10 B before, but uh, 
we drop down into the 30s here yeah uh pretty regularly like it's like the low's been like 35 37 uh in the canyon in particular like just outside the canyon it's not like that but i don't know something about the way the topography is or whatever uh uh ge geography uh what do i know about this fancy language uh <laughs> all i know is it's colder yeah it's colder much much colder and it gets hotter um and we have a lot of fires here it's a lot of fire danger okay but uh so everyone okay. seems fine except for my madagascar palm uh what do they call those again uh the pachypodium pa yeah pachypodium right? yeah my pachypodium looks like it she might not make it. I don't think she likes oh, no. the cold. <laughs> too cold. Yeah. Or maybe too cold too fast. Yeah, like it stressed her out. We'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're in yeah, one yeah. of your many gardens, right? Multiple gardens? Yeah, one of three. This is uh, the Trichoserious garden. I think it turns out after about a year of experience, it's a better space for tropicals in the summer mm. because it gets so hot and humid in here and I end up bringing all the plants outside. But, um, you know, I have one sort of area here, one at my house and then one at another friend's house. It's just a trichoserious stand. So I feel like I'm spreading the love of, of the cactus. What a blessing. Are any of those people plant people as well? Or are you like greening up their lives? Yeah, I'm greening up their lives. I'm, That's I'm awesome. You could say, yeah, you could say that it becomes that more mutually beneficial relationship right yeah yeah it benefits the plants it benefits you and the people that are getting to uh enjoy the garden as well i like that yeah my space my current house uh with me and my partner is greened out to the max you know mm -hmm. we've got house plants on the inside like cactus on the window sills where well where they'll survive and then we just um cleaned up the back porch a little bit and you know she made me sort of like put some stuff on a shelf that was just sprawling about so i, I keep a decent amount of inventory over there mm. now you started correct me if i'm wrong with tropicals with house plants right cannabis where where did the plant where did the plant yeah. start i started i started with um just home you know like home depot plants right Mm -hmm. My friend brought my friend Blake. Shout out Blake in uh, in Washington. Brought down blue fig and a and a you know Queen Majesty palm and a fern plant and you know like a snake plant and uh, sort of taught me that I could keep those around. You know he like disproved my green thumb, gave me the basic tips. You know, he's like, water it until you actually see water come out of the bottom. I was like, whoa, it's a <laughs> lot of water. And, you know, that that started my my relationship cultivation in any form, which is just like, you know, basic houseplant skills um, back in like 2016. Cool. Very cool. Did you have any interest in plants prior to that? Definitely. I remember I had a bonsai in high school and uh, it was like, you know, for me, I think I spent like 60 or 80 bucks on it. And I was like, that's spendy. And now I know it was like a little juniper tree. You know, I didn't know back then what it was. No. And I thought I could like, I had it on the windowsill for a month or two. And then I thought I could move it outside and I like burnt it to a crisp. Mm. So it began this like mythos of the brown thumb, you know, which I carried around for 10 or 15 years thinking like, oh, I can't keep plants. Yeah. Uh, you set the bar kind of high there. <laughs> Bonsets are yeah, so hard exactly. to care for, man. They're hard. I, yeah, I, I bought like a 40 year old baby bonsai plum tree. They have such cool ones, man. They have like, you know, like little dwarf fruit, fruit trees, pretty much anything you can think of, I think. But uh, it bared fruit for me and stuff, and I was all excited, but I killed it. And I mean, it's older than me by a lot, you know, 40 years old. And I yeah. want to say I had a very outrageous price ticket. I don't remember, but back then I was very careless uh, with money. But yeah, man, those are hard. They, they want to stay wet, right? Wait, bonsais? Yeah. I don't know. Oh. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Because don't they use the uh, Akadama that like, 
clay soil that is pretty well draining and like pretty aerated, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I think that probably like any other plant, overwatering them and their roots staying wet for too long is what would kill them. But I kill yeah. mine by taking it outside and, and burning it to a crisp. I see. Yeah. And uh, was there some cannabis in the early days of your plant days? Yeah, I mean, cannabis was definitely like my first uh, plant medicine relationship and and probably the one, the plant that I'm still very interested in cultivating longer term. You know, as I think laws, laws are pretty, uh, have progressed here in Texas, um, but probably not to the point where I'm ready to start like cultivating at home. Um, so that was probably part of the reason I got into those houseplants originally was like, well, if I can, you know, keep some houseplants, then maybe one day I can like keep some cannabis, but that was the spark that eventually grew into, you know, a relationship with, with plants and mainly cactus, um, since those are so much easier to share. Mm-hmm. Now, do you guys have medical there in, in Texas? No, no. Oh, you know what? There is something like that. <laughs> There's something like that. We have like, um, a bare bones medical program that allows, I think, up to 0.5% THC in the cultivated plant. And then, you know, like national hemp laws allow for up to 0.03%. So it's a pretty like minute distinction. Um, but some people have licenses and are technically like growing and selling medical cannabis in Texas. It's just not the majority. The majority of, uh, of cannabis sold in the legal market in Texas is like what we would consider the hemp market, like Delta aid and, mm. you know, like the other stuff, CBD flower and all that weird stuff. Oh, interesting. I've never seen anything on the shelves in either category really that made me jump out and say like, Oh, wow, we got to figure out a way to like, we got to figure out a way to smoke that. Right. Mm. Like yeah. it's all, um, you know, and I'm interested to see if long term, if it ever, if it gets legalized in Texas, if a place like Texas or even Oklahoma could uh, cultivate something as high quality as like California or Oregon, um, just because the environment, you know, you're fighting the environment, right? And I'm thinking about it in here in the same way, because right now the environment's favorable, it's dry-ish. It's 55% humidity. Uh, it's cool. You know, it's sunny. The plants aren't going to necessarily need to go dormant. It works in the winter. But in the summer, you know, the relative humidity jumps up to the 90s. And you start to see, you know, a lot of like rot, a lot of tips just terminating on their own. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's just we're we do we're fighting the environment in Texas. It's not quite as favorable as maybe Arizona or Southern California. Sure. Um, and for cannabis, same thing, right? So, who's got it the best? Probably Northern Californians. Even if you're going indoor, Northern Californians and Southern Oregon's, yeah. and, and that's where like, uh, you know, a lot of the best produce comes from. Yeah. 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 Sorry to jump around, but uh, you made me think of your tropicals. So does it sounds like maybe it's you've got some good a good environment to grow tropicals indoors in your home? I think so. In the house, we can definitely manage tropicals uh, in Texas. You know, it's not like uh, the you know, the biggest problem is going to be not enough light, right? So yeah. I've managed. We moved recently uh, about a year ago, and I've managed to successfully keep monstera and some of the more like the variegated monstera i've got now like officially keeping one of those um and you know the reason i haven't like the reason i got so much more into cactus from a commercial perspective and just sort of like a life life mission perspective is that like it's way easier to sell that i could probably pull up with the album monstera it'll pop up and hand it to someone and feel good about it. But I feel super great about like putting it in the mail, you know? Yeah, totally. And 
cactus or the especially trichos they're nice and hardy in that way you know you cut them and dry them and they're ready for like a nice trip in the mail even if it's cold or hot like they'll manage yeah for weeks <laughs> yeah with, with no heat pack that's the yeah. beautiful thing about a lot of cacti for sure you know yeah i do have heat pack for the, those like main customers who want you know some people want like, it need it yeah. <laughs> in, in december yeah we'll get it there and hopefully you're growing it indoors but yeah it's a it all comes down to environment and in texas we've got a good environment for a lot of stuff but not the best environment for much right natively we can do pecan trees nice that's what we do that's what we do well <laughs> uh yeah that's always deterred me about houseplants i never really put them never joined that market as much as i love houseplants and i would love to and you know and even there's sources that i have access to but it's always deterred me i, I know that like they use second day air is pretty common at least people on plantly that i know that are selling using second day air overnight yeah. i mean you know and they're like packing the roots wet yeah so soaked yeah that's yeah that's intense. I Probation is a little iffier if you get a nice chunk of like um, a, a, a fast growing cactus, like a columnar cactus, and you, you dry the end, you're like, that thing's probably at a root, right? Like, yeah. barring extenuating circumstances like physical damage along the way or cold damage or whatever, mites. But, it, you know, that thing should root, it should take, you're going to have a plant at the end of it. You send someone like a wet stick. <laughs> right it's like that's a 10 percent chance you're sending someone like a hope and a dream so i yeah i i just the cactus are easier to share in a lot of cases it's easier to teach people to grow them you know they're it's like especially with i'm not talking about low light succulents but with cactus you know you tell people like this thing needs to be outside right yeah. your sunniest windowsill is going to be enough for like the year but then you're going to need to take this thing outside to get full sun so it can like thrive and be itself at some point in the year <laughs> yeah totally yeah. for how many months are you bringing those ones in the trichos uh i'll probably this year do it for six months oh wow and basically bring them out in april or may um because that's about the time where we'll start seeing temps in the nineties and it'll get it up to like a hundred degrees or one ten in here. Mm. I think with proper ventilation, we could do year round, right? Uh, like a fan in and a fan out. There's a little window unit, but it really isn't enough to fight the environment. Uh, the thing is like it really bakes in, in, in the summer. So the choices are keep it open and, and vent it or, um i think move all this all the trichos out you know it's like it's not that much work it's like an hour two hours worth of work to move everything out maybe even less on the way in i like dusted everything off you know and potentially just put some tropicals in here i think it is a really favorable environment for you know I don't even, I just go back to album on stair because that's what I have, but yeah. I don't know tropicals like I know um, cactus. So tell me, you fell, you fell victim to the Texas freeze, right? Yeah, and I think that's what really um, helped jumpstart a lot of things for me. Texas freeze was, I didn't think it was going to be that, that important, but it was really an important moment in my life. Um, and I guess what it was, it was 2021 like February and March, if I recall correctly. And that was the um, sort of that from, from a plant focused perspective, I lost a small trichoserious stand, mainly PC patch, nothing crazy. And I wasn't devastated financially. I just thought like, wow, I gotta get that going again. And it reignited my like passion for trichoserious and then later cactus in general then like from a personal perspective it was a wake-up call that i was like a little bit too focused on you know that corporate lifestyle uh and even after covid it was sort of really like emotion 
emotionally engaged in the office more so than in the here and now, particularly like with regards to my family uh, and friends. And that was like a big coming together moment because half of the city kind of like lost power. We mm-hmm. ended up hosting some family and friends and we had like five people and three dogs and a, you know, or four dogs in like a one bedroom apartment. But it was that um, sort of like forced focus on community that made me rethink that commitment to career and just the, you know, the job that I was working. Yeah. Um, so it was like just a few months later in May that I stepped away from the corporate universe and started doing sort of like the plant thing full time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but I recall you kind of saying you were somewhat of like a workaholic and yeah. very distracted yeah. by work. Yeah, I think I use work. I use work self, and I was tech bro. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I was a tech bro. It wasn't so much that I like. I'm not gonna go out there and be like, I work so hard for these companies. Like, I was a good worker and like you know, career focused. But I mean, part of this commitment involves like you know, I'm like going out to drink with my coworkers and stuff like that, right? It was like. Mm. It's more about, you know, like, it's not like I gave too much of myself to these companies, but it's like I gave too much of my, and, you know, I'm thankful for this time, but I had been giving too much of myself and in the past 10 years needed to course correct how much of myself I had been dedicating toward career and all the stuff that comes with it, you know? Yeah. Like, I was for, I, you know, I was like building up the 401k, right? That's great positive, but it's also um, something that I'd like to like learn to live a life without, like learn to sort of like uh, become a whole person. And a lot of that is development outside of uh, those work skills. Yeah. It sounds like it was like really a, a lifestyle that probably is pretty common in that field, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And almost like somewhat of an identity crisis or something, maybe. I don't know, you know, if you're drastically changing everything. Well, I mean, thinking about this too, it's part of like class struggle. Like I came from a lower middle income background, uh, you know, growing up in like small small town in West Texas. And I come to Austin sort of like elevated into for the past, you know, like whatever, half of my life the past 17 years into your standard uh ut educated lifestyle and the strata within that that i ended up in was this like tech the techno karate right and so mm. i we're talking about like uh you know post george floyd america and like making these decisions in i'm thinking like I don't want to be a, I don't want my, you know, my twenties, I was a tech pro, right. And halfway into my thirties and I look up and I'm like, Oh, I don't want to see my life story. And so I think part of it is like, uh, like waking up from a little bit of like class blindness and understanding, like, this is not the side of society that you really like want to be on. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking about, (laughs) <laughs> I saw the movie The Mini recently and they're like there's one part where they is like are you a giver or are you a taker and I was like whoa like I definitely want to be a giver you know what I'm saying a provider and not someone who's sort of like I don't know I have a lot of my friends who are in tech who I admire and I think that part of what's great about it is your ability to do something like at scale so much bigger than yourself so if the mission's right more power to you but you know i think that from a like from a class perspective it's just not the like strata that i wanted to occupy and so yeah an identity crisis for sure taking a step out of that lane and saying like i don't want to find myself here i find myself more, more aligned with the you know i don't even know the the person who is like trying to provide Right. Yeah, and yeah. fighting and serving for others. 
Yeah, I love that. That's beautiful. Thank you for, you know, being vulnerable and sharing on that. And I mean, I think it's great that you found it, I'd say mid thirties and some people, you know, they know that deep down, but they, they continue because there's, you got your eye on the, you know, this prize and, you know, all your brothers that are in the field that are doing it as well. I could see why it's, it's consuming and almost maybe even addictive and, you know, there's things to prove and, you know, you did all these years, you don't want to feel like it was wasted or whatever. I mean, I'm just putting my, trying to put myself in that position. Um, and, and then it, you have a crisis like this freeze um, that turned you back to your roots, man. And yeah. again, at in your mid thirties, rather than when you're, you know, full of regret in fifties or sixties and wish you had done something yeah. different. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think that I will ever turn back to regret this part of my life. You know, yeah. if, if I like, yeah, I, I think this is the right path and hopefully, you know, like sort of where I falter sometimes off the path is like, should I go back on that corporate, Yeah, that corporate seat? Right. I want to, I want to get back on the, you know, the value that you can create for yourself there is it's not um, it's leveraged right in a way where like if you if you do like you do something big for the company and you're up at those higher ranks or whatever you can make a decent chunk of money they're yeah. like you can make you can make that selling plans you know what can we do right, right. you have to like establish a new cultivar and uh like keep it secret for a long time and hype it up and like what what can we do you know so you're you're taking advantage of the same scale that those companies are already taking advantage of right if you like work for amazon and they give you this bonus it's like twenty thousand dollars that's a lot you know for you or i but for amazon that's like absolutely nothing at their scale right so and it's because they're operating at this like crazy massive thousands of transactions per day basis so i don't know i like the idea of like stepping away from scale in general it sounds like you have a a plan b or something to fall back on which is great to have especially in this day and age and not know with the something like the plant market that's so unpredictable and um you know the way the world is today you never know you may have to turn back to that so that's great and i'm sure you're you're applying a lot of these skills that you've been developing and like i'm sure you have such like uh immense leadership qualities and things like that that you can apply from that world into what you're doing now yeah yeah i hope so i haven't found that like perfect synergy yet sure for now i'm like really focused on that pillar of like learning to to grow and you know like like wood shedding on the actual like cultivation side of it mm. but i think you're right like i think you know i started off like my career in seo that was like back in the 2000s that was like still a pretty important part of any company's marketing strategy and now i think generally like content is king and so like seo is like doing its own thing but i started off in seo and search engine optimization right get it for the layman yeah yeah exactly which is i think a way to like improve how you appear in related search terms right like that's like the nicest definition and it's not, it's like doing it in ways that you're not paying for it directly, right? Because yeah. you can always just pay Google to like show up at the top. And uh, anyway, like you just type in San Pedro for sale and I think I'm in like page, I'm on page three. Not where you would want to be as like someone who is an SEO practitioner. I wouldn't brag about that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I don't get, <laughs> I don't get like traffic. I don't get um, substantial traffic from that search term or anything but like if i put my mind to it potentially i could compete with those more established sellers and yeah you know maybe that's something that comes in in thinking about the year ahead but i I don't know i just want to keep making memes and selling plants dude like (laughs) (laughs) it's like who needs to bring the dark arts into this you know Hey, your memes are off the hook. I forgot that you're you're a meme lord. You know, when you do drop them uh, from time to time, I love them. Absolutely. 
I think it was one with Jesus asking if, <laughs> do you have any more? <laughs> do you have any more? What was it more loaf of Yeah. Hey man, it's Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That one was uh that one was a hit. I get to see so like, and I, I kind of caught the end of the story era for, um, for Instagram, right? At the beginning of like the era. Yeah. Yeah. And year, you know, you could post story and a lot of, a lot of my followers would see it. I have like a thousand followers and I get like 400 or 500 of them see it. Yeah. And all that stuff. And now it's a very like a real forward environment. And, you know, like necessarily for lack of trying, like I've put out some reels, don't get me wrong, but like, I'm not dedicated to the reels, dude. Like yeah. I haven't quite found how to ride that wave, just like the stories. And I haven't been as motivated to make memes because it's a completely different format, right? Yeah. It's like the static visual meme versus the like video audio overlay effect, blah, 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 of the reel. So, um, I don't know. All that to be said, like more memes are coming soon. I'm gonna try <laughs> to figure out a way to, <laughs> to marry the memes and the reels, whatever. We're gonna do more like video memes. Yeah. I well, I know it's a topic that's been beat up, but the algorithm is funky. I've noticed even in recent months, uh, my story viewership got cut in half while my follow. Meanwhile, my following had increased, uh, so it didn't really make any sense yeah. to me. Uh, I don't know what they're doing over there, but uh, I yeah, the real yeah, thing, man. You and the thing about them is you got to do it consistently. It's not like you can just put out one every once in a while to keep that, you know, uh, momentum going. It's like no, you gotta you gotta post them constantly. Yeah, I, they. Yeah. There's, there's a lot to say about it, and a lot of it is it comes back to that like SEO where it's like it's a little mystery sauce. We don't know what it is. But, you know, clearly, like, there's tiers to the reels where, you know, if if you're posting more consistently, you're putting, like, a higher view tier. And then they use that feedback to say, like, maybe this video goes up to the next tier, which is, like, we put it on the view page or that whatever it's called on Instagram. Like, you're a home screen. You're going to see this thing. And, like, eventually the top tier is, like, everyone gets beamed this as soon as they open instagram it's going to be like yeah. right or TikTok. it's like the number one thing for everyone in the entire world right now so like i think you know you see these you see accounts like where and mine's one of them where it's like you have a few hundred views a few hundred views a few, and then you get like one with like ten thousand views and it's like you got you got upgraded on that one they threw yeah. that on the for you page or something for a minute you know right so yeah, I don't know. The real thing is funky, but doing it consistently is part of freaking getting one of them to like catch. Yeah. It's weird. Like TikTok people post the same content, like the same video three times because they want to like increase their chances. So when you like look at their feed, you see the same videos over and over again. I'm like, it's bizarre, but one of them catches. I don't know. That's my, my partner because she works at a this company that utilizes social media and that's what they tell her. They tell her post it three times. (laughs) So every video she makes, she'll post it a few times. Oh no, we were doing so good, man. What happened? If we can jump back to it and it makes sense, I would like to hear more about that experience that you had with this freeze turning you back to where you are now, or at least I would like to zoom in on, cause you had, talked about this lifestyle change that that you're on and this trajectory you're on can we zoom in on the life that you have today that you're working on and and what that is like like what what this cultivating is doing for you um and where this is headed yeah yeah that's a i think a good direction um and basically you know this plant focused lifestyle has mainly taught me to slow down and you know it's part of it is that the pace of plants is so much different than what you want it to be right it's like a like hyped up 
you know, consumer American. You're like, give me what I want. I need it now. Grow it big. Yeah. And then, you know, it's not going to. It's going to do its own thing. Or you just like water it and fertilize it a bunch and kill it because you're like trying. Yeah. <laughs> and you just need to like chill out and wait for like a month before you do that. Um, I think the, the main thing was for me to, and I'm still working on it every day, to, you know, take a breath and relax and enjoy the moment and practice that like mindfulness of being here, you know? Yeah. I think, um, really like from a deeply personal, like I had and have like you know baggage that i've carried with me my whole life from my youth into adolescence and like early adulthood and like just even until recently like our shadow selves right mm. and i think um i mean that's it really is like uh i wasn't doing therapy right like i was doing couples counseling but I wasn't doing therapy. I didn't have like a life coach. I wasn't like taking time to improve self, yeah. you know, for me, like saving a little money for at the end of the year was like self-improvement versus, you know, like actually like addressing some of that stuff, you know, some of that icky stuff that like all, it, you know, not even necessarily like outright abuse, but there's stuff that, happened to me it happens to us it happens to people like when you're a kid that sticks with you and brings you down yeah and contributes to that like negative self-talk right and i think um addressing that side of myself has been something that it's not it's not you know the plants are telling me to slow down and that slowness is what has allowed me to bring attention to these aspects of self and i think i was keeping myself busy so i didn't have to address that right yeah yeah. So in, in a sense, it sounds like the plants are like reparenting you. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're part of it. I found, you know, I certainly found um, father figures in plant medicine and Father Pedro is one of the most like sort of gentle and kind. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I really like uh, have a lot of respect for the, the that, you know, that. um sort of figure right because my dad was i think a little, little bit reactionary uh sure. you know not quite the cool calm collected god that we all seek <laughs> so father pedro i think is that 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 reflection and to think that there are fathers out there who are like so chill and having met some of them along the way you're like all right all right this is a parenting style absolutely yeah I think it's really understated our generation. We were raised differently than I at least intend to raise my own and I am raising my own children. Our parents didn't have the tools that we have now. You know, I mean, people weren't talking about childhood trauma and they didn't know that uh, certain things that we would now look at as neglect are neglect, you know, and yeah. uh, something as simple as not having your needs met uh it's not that simple because it, it causes things like complex PTSD, um, you know, and us for, for us, a lot of us in our generation started seeking elsewhere the things that we weren't getting. Uh, I'll speak for myself. Like, I mean, I turned to to women and, and substances and bad habits and all kinds of things. And uh, the attention that I wasn't getting that I needed, I found with these other things and then became yeah. kind of it's very chaotic and I know it's so similar. So many of us grew up that same way. If you, you know, uh, I can't imagine if you're talking about like lower middle class, I'm in a similar area. Imagine like the level below that, <laughs> you know, uh, it's just, and now we're seeing the repercussions of it. And uh, man, I think it's beautiful that you recognize that and that you're, the plants are doing this for you and, you know, it's up to yeah, us I, up to us to to shape the future yeah yeah i consider our generation like the last echo in that way i hope that we're sort of able to dampen the generational trauma that 
I kind of see it as like brought on by like early 20th century wartime, right? It's like, yeah, my dad's dad was like an asshole veteran, dude. And like, some that's a story for so many people, right? Yeah, he was like an abusive veteran. Like, okay, so you know, those things we didn't know about PTSD back then. We were like, he came back shell shocked. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're a war hero, but you also have no way to deal with that abuse. And so I know like my dad's dad was, uh, I believe in the Korean war. And I don't know this because they like, you know, my dad basically disowned him, right. Because he was abusive and he like, wasn't faithful to my grandma. He like, they left him and like you know i don't know that i don't know have the direct like dotted line of abuse but i definitely know that like you know my dad uh carried a lot of trauma from that relationship into our relationship and that's like it's basically like it's untreated ptsd at the root cause of all of it yeah absolutely you don't know what you don't know. And they really didn't know. And now today we have all these amazing tools. I mean, it brings us back to the plant medicine, man. Uh, so much, so many people are are turning to that. And it, I personally have benefited from it so much. And it sounds like you have too. Like I, yeah. I, I grew up in that trauma, but um, it still takes a lot of work for me to keep that at bay and for it not, you know, manifesting itself again and trying to keep that, that generational trauma at bay and uh, be the person that breaks that cycle. And plant medicine has a lot to do with that plants in general, uh, just yeah. even possessing and caring for them is so therapeutic and grounding. Like you said, it slows you down. And uh, if I become reactionary, it it's, uh, so less often now that I'm able to recognize that, you know, and be like, whoa, whoa, something's going on here. Like, you know, where's yeah. this really coming from? <laughs> you know? Right. Just like, just like plants, you know, a lot of the times what we're going through, our thoughts and feelings are like related to, and especially in times of um, uh, agita, right. Where you're like upset, anxious, your heart's, your heart rate is increased. You're, you know, not in your normal emotional state. So than any actual like physical or like any, you know, any of those thoughts being true or, you know, any of that stuff like actually manifesting from something important. Right. It's oftentimes like, Oh, like I need, I needed water. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I skipped lunch. <laughs> exactly like the plant needs food the brain needs food yeah it the plants definitely i think teach me to relate to the um to existence on a more basic level yeah in that way right we're not so different from plants right yeah and they'll show us too they should they'll show us when something's lacking in us you know, I've even seen, heard some things. I think the plant wife guy was telling me, Joe was telling me that they they can sense our emotional state and will react um, for him through sound. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, in other ways, you know, it'll manifest and in, in you can see, I can see, oh, uh, I'm not taking care of myself properly because my plants aren't taken care of properly. And uh, sometimes even something as simple, I've been doing this earthing thing where uh, I just go walk around barefoot and just start my day and kind of charge myself. And it's slowed me down so much. I'm like, I, now when I go into the city to work, I'm like, oh, I don't I don't think I like it here. <laughs> but everything's much more slow here for me. Yeah, you froze. You're good now. Yeah, I want to try earthing. That sounds awesome. There's a book called Earthing that my partner got me. But it's just something as simple as walking around barefoot. But here, like, it's like there's earth to walk around. It's nice, man. Um, and then, yeah, getting outside even, too, can have so much relief for you. Vitamin D, uh, Visine Plants was telling me he supplements vitamin D during the winter to combat his mental health issues. 
their mental yeah. health issues. I think that that's super important. I I haven't personally found that like supplementation did it for me yeah. as much as like I got one of those like lights, you know, one of those like super bright. Um, I don't remember what they're called, but it's like my happy light. I, like shine it in my face in the winter. Really? Yeah, you haven't seen those. They have. They're like they sell them. They're like ten thousand lumens or whatever, but they're supposed supposed to be to help with seasonal affective disorder. Wow. And I found that that actually like helped. Now, part of I think the benefit of not having to work in an office environment full time is that I am I do get to be outside enough even in the winter that I don't get the the seasonal affective disorder. Mm. But yeah, I found that those like the happy light crushed it. Wow. Yeah. I've never heard of that. So it like kind of mimics the sun. Yeah. And you're supposed to basically just like close your eyes and blast it in your face for like five or 10 minutes. <laughs> but yeah, it increases your vitamin D production by way of like mimicking the sun. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So it sounds like you've experienced some of that before the seasonal depression. Yeah. I've had uh, just depression. Right. I think, um, as a, even as a kid, I experienced depression. So maybe something like early dietary related, or maybe something that like uh, was a true sort of just imbalance in me, right? But I've had, I think, episodic depression and and managed it as an adult uh, on my own. But as a kid, you know, I got to to experience a few different types of like antidepressants and stuff like that. Mm. Seasonally, I think. I think it's probably more common than people think they're not getting enough vitamin D and they're not really like as happy in the winter. I think probably like the entire Pacific Northwest like gets like that, you know, a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think that the, the, the fact that there's a name for it and it was just one of the even early known sort of like mental uh, disorders indicates how like prevalent it is is right but yeah i've dealt with some of that stuff like do you ever get the you're in california do you even <laughs> do you get seasonal affective disorder at all i do get it but it's not i don't think it's weather related because we don't really have weather you know yeah i always say like it's just depressing to see that the plants aren't even growing anymore <laughs> unless you've got like yeah. winter growers um uh, i don't know it wasn't something i really was able to pay attention to until recovery because I was always loaded, you know? So yeah. I have noticed it the last couple of years, there's a trend, but I also think it's also like holidays fall in the se in this season. Right. And yeah. you've got back to back holidays. And um, I think that that could probably be a big factor for some people that, you know, maybe have dysfunctional families or maybe uh, they miss somebody a lot on Christmas that's not with us anymore or, you know, those kinds of things. Um, I think it might have something more to do with that. Uh, and also like I have memories from, I tend, I don't know, I tend to have rough winters. So like I, so I associate with it a lot. Oh no, we only got to knock out 10 more minutes. Come on, me. Come on. I think I need to upgrade my internet, man. I don't know. I'm running on, some kind of Verizon 5G out here, uh, but and it's on an extension. I might have to just get my own thing. I'm like, I'm, I'm on an extension from the main house yeah. that sends out here, but she live streams all the time and she's been on podcasts. I don't know. I got to work out the kinks, dude, but um, I'll make it seamless anyways as, as best as I can. I do want to hear about managing these types of things like uh, what are some of your coping skills today that get you through these types of things when they come up? Well, yeah, I think my mental health has taken a pretty big step forward ever since I got out of the corporate workplace and just made it, made it a priority. You know, yeah. it was like, I still don't know if there's like a clinical term for it, but I would just get angsty. Like I felt like my skin was crawling or like my fascia, like between my skin and muscles, like tightening up. Mm. And I just want to be like, ah, like a Hulk. I didn't like, it didn't help. It doesn't help to go Hulk mode. I tried. It's just like, 
it was that sensation and of frustration and you know like a boss can really bring someone down right a bad boss yeah. i've seen it in friends and family like oh, and that happened to me so many times like it's that feeling of uh being under someone and not being able to sort of make the right decision right it's like you're helpless and uh it's also the feeling i think of like i was on the keyboard mouse and keyboard for too long you know so i would get basically like stress episodes where i felt like my wrists were gonna like burn because i was like ah i don't know so i (laughs) i think we call that maybe tension or something in the medical field Uh, uh and then you know like like depression a lot of that's been staved off by exercise and being outside and working with plants every day like i don't feel like i have you know it, it, the, the darkness hasn't crept up on me yet you know yeah that's great man coping wise i think you know I could be better at that stuff when it does come up. Right. Sometimes I succumb to negative emotion. And I think, you know, cannabis has been a a coping mechanism for me for a long time. It's probably gone so far to have been a crutch, right? Like coping is probably not the best word, but um, you know, I think breath exercises are the ones that I find as an adult give me that same immediate relief Mm. um i think there's probably like a connection there right some endocannabinoid whatever but like yeah i can basically you know if i'm like having a stress episode or having a panic attack or whatever i find if i have the presence of mind to to control my breath through it that i can overcome it and much more quickly than just letting it pass right so that's how i think you know i take control it's a lot less coping coping and a lot more i think active and engaged than just like smoking some weed about it you know no yeah that's great man i I was listening to sad guru on russell brand's podcast who i love i love listening to him uh he was talking about that the endocannabinoid receptors activating through like holotropic or kundalini breathing i've never tried that i would love to try that and i would love to just be more mindful of my breath period there's a lot of i know like people that are really masters of that are like always aware of their breath like in in all that they do and we don't realize like how secondary it is right like we're we're always breathing but not with intention for me i'm i'm not like intentionally breathing (laughs) yeah on my day-to-day life that's like a system error when that's happening it's happening right now like manual breathing mode engaged like right system override (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're like robotic i think that that's yeah oh man you're still good thank god yeah i think that like we are a little robotic right and the environment controls our response and the one thing that we can always control about our environment is like our blood oxygen levels and how we're like spiking those or not spiking those or whatever right like how deep are you breathing yeah it's cool (laughs) there's runners out there i knew this guy he was on all plant-based diet he was supplementing plants like crazy too and he could like control his BPM of his heart rate, like literally tell you, watch, I'm going to get it to this and then hold it there while exercising and stuff. It was wild, man. I'm like, whoa. I know like swimmers and divers can do that kind of stuff too, man. Fascinating stuff. That's super cool. Yeah. Just to be so conscious of your heart rate, be able to like play it like an instrument. Yeah. 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 Um, so tell me about before we wrap up, hopefully we can get a, a consistent thing before uh can you tell me about low-key plants like the business and and like offerings yeah. and stuff and uh some of that yeah you know i started off uh inspired by my friend sam cal ripon to just spreading the love of locophora and you know kind of like taking on the importation of those plants and 
profiting from the, you know, COVID plant craze that so many people were getting into loaves. And, you know, the rest of the business is born out of the necessary evil of like, not just doing that. (laughs) That's your main way of making money, getting into Trico Sirius, and then other cactus as a way to like, make sure that I could stay on Shopify, right? And like, I've learned to love those other species of cactus and you know like i get excited when my gymnopolisium like flowers as much as my lophophora now but you know the the business sort of genesis was born out of an interest in you know this sort of like trendy aspect of plant medicine um now it's i think my goal is to basically like uh become a uh, a formidable nursery in the like cactus specialty space so i like you know really like trichoserious and all of their rare sort of like crested and like monstrous forms but also like crested and monstrous forms of everything else right mm-hmm. um and you know, I've, I've primarily been online. I want to do more in person and I just want to sort of like sell more and more plants. Like a lot of people's entry into cactus is trico serious. So focusing more on that beginner as a customer yeah. and trying to get, you know, I probably did, I think like 150 online orders in uh, 2022 so far. So like if I can do 300, and assume that maybe like 100 of those are new plant parents, then I got 100 people into track of serious gardening. Like, that's a good year for me. So more plants and um, more in-person pop-ups because I think that's just like a way to to sell more plants. Yeah, yeah. More more memes. <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep, keep your spot in the algorithm via memes, man. Uh, no, that's cool, dude. And so you're on, you're on Plantly, you're on Shopify. Yeah. And I think probably in 2023, I'll, I'll take a seat at the Etsy table and see like how that works for me in the business. You know, I think Plantly is really freaking cool, but I'd love to, uh, just sort of like, again, spread the love, get out there. If there's people who are on Etsy who won't find me any other way, that's what I have. Yeah. Well, don't oh, post. Uh oh. What'd you say? Oh, I said don't. Well, don't post trichos there. Whatever you do, that's how I lost my fucking Etsy. I had like a thousand sales when I when they shut me down. No trichos of any no. sort, huh? No trichos. It was a variegated patchinoy that did it. What? Yep. I sold tons of those. Yeah. What? And it okay. was it was disguised even. I had it like, you know, variegated serious or something like that. <laughs> but yeah, they Why? have dude, Etsy is strict. They they warned they me like once. Plant experts on staff. Yeah. They warned me once have... and then they took me down. Yeah. Whoa. I didn't I didn't learn my lesson after the warning. <laughs> well, I mean, screw them. <laughs> it's a freaking plant. Almost... I find that to be super sketch. I don't know, like anyone will do it. The credit card processors will apparently like you're selling too many trichos. So like, you know, but like that's just more fucking persecution. You know, it's like, man, have we not learned our lesson about like the war on drugs and like I don't know. I mean, who is who's brewing a a variegated patchinoy and imported patchinoy? I don't know anybody. Ridiculous. (laughs) <laughs> probably someone on the reddit uh, mostly ornamental <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 I, I yeah that sucks okay that's a good hint and also like well maybe i don't get it on etsy in 2023 right screw those guys <laughs> yeah i mean dude they brought all the traffic though it was killer i was killing it on etsy man it was it was fun while it lasted um, but I just haven't been as motivated to sell lately. But after our last conversation, it kind of sparked something a little bit in me. I, honestly, listening to you and uh, listening to you today, and uh, I've just been re-inspired. It's beautiful how plants can do that. You, you know, even if the if passion dwindles, it can come back. 
you know, and uh, something about walking out the front door and their plants being there as opposed to going into the backyard to the hoop house. It's totally different. My plants are right in front of me always. I can't miss them, you know, so it's been really cool, man. Um, I feel very blessed to and to be able to talk to people like you that, you know, are still very much in it, you know, so yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. I think that uh, you can always just become a collector, right? Take a step out of selling plants and be like, well, I guess these are mine now. Exactly. But, you know, they're there for you, especially cactus, right? They're going to be there for you in a week or a month or whatever, hanging out. Yeah. Some part of you doesn't want to part with things anyways, right? When you get like, (laughs) like, I want to keep you, but I shouldn't. imagine the books on that right you're like well i brought in some inventory and then i kept it like what does that even look like on a a general ledger like thinking about like oh the tax implications but (laughs) yeah yeah hey well you've been incredibly patient with my service problems and i'm very grateful for that man i will do my absolute best to make it as seamless as possible it's been a beautiful conversation nonetheless i think it was even better conversation than our last one uh i know we got into some heavy stuff dude and i it for me it brought up a lot of feelings so uh you know i'm grateful that you were willing to go there and uh yeah man it's awesome to have you and we'll do it again for sure totally well thank you for having me and uh yeah, thanks for, I think I said it last time, but I really meant it. Like, thanks for everything you do in the plant community. And I think this podcast and you are a pillar. So, you know, keep up the good work. Thanks so much. So can you plug your website? Oh, yeah. I'm just www.lowkeyplants.com, uh, at lowkeyplants on Instagram and uh, TikTok. Okay coming soon (laughs) i'll put links to all your stuff in the description i have the photo that you sent last time to choose from and i will get this out as soon as possible if everyone could please like review and subscribe to the podcast and hit that share button we would both appreciate that greatly thanks everyone low-key plants